Ah, yeah. Ah, well, if it isn't my boy, Bass. And if it isn't my guy, Abe Cannon. (laughs) Now, people have been waiting for this podcast for, I don't know, when's the last time we did a podcast, you and I? It's been a little bit. I think you and I did a slob podcast back before there was even a pandemic. You haven't been on that in that long? No, I think we the last one I did was with the the Roker one. We Let's did a see. we did, a, we did a, an original Roker where we tested the video out, and just you and Roker were on, and I was on the uh, the audio. Mm. Well, we need to talk right. about we need to talk about some very important business that you're you're. Do you want to talk uh, about what happened here or what? I, I'm going through life right now. Life is happening. <laughs> I'm, I'm having a life moment that is not fun. Um, so my wife and I, and my son, we live on the Southwest suburbs of Chicago. The, uh, it was originally Oak Lawn. The place that we were living in, they, uh, did not redo our lease. They wanted to redo it and, and, and do all sorts of stuff and charge people more money. So we had to look for a new place in an adjacent area called Chicago Ridge. We found which is like, which is like a, like you turn the corner, you're in Chicago Ridge. Yeah, there's it's it's it, there's literally a golf course that separates the village from one village to another. The place that we moved in, it's right across the street from a golf course. It's got a nice walk through park. The kids got a place to run and play. And we thought, all right, for about a year, we could do this place. If I could tell you that I would much rather visit hell than live in this apartment. <laughs> well, your first week there. Didn't you have like a feud with one of the neighbors and then the first didn't... week here, the first week here. Now, again, I'm in radio. My wife does morning radio. So we have a neighbor upstairs who is the head of a condo association because these are condos and people rent out these places as apartments. But it's genuinely a, a condo, which whoever lives here and they bought a place here, I feel bad for them. Anyway, this lady's car will go off. At any moment of the day, because guess what? Not 20 feet away from this place is a train. The alarm the alarm goes off, you're saying? Yes, the railroad will go off, and her car alarm will go off every time. So three, four times out of the night, her car alarm will go off. And I've asked her once. I'm not sure how this if this can even be answered, but I need to ask it as a husband and a father who's, who's being woken up at all hours of the night. Is there a way to limit the sensitivity of your car? And that spurred <laughs> one of the biggest feuds that has ever taken place since Randy Macho Man Savage accused Hulk Hogan of having the eyes. Oh, yeah, I see your eyes, Hogan. I see your eyes. I see the way you look at Elizabeth. It has gone to police. Yeah, I've, I've had to get the police involved. I've had to get, you know, multiple witnesses involved. It has been crazy. Now, there, there's that portion of it. There's the Wait, train. but then, wait, wait, hang on. But then... Was it just your windshield got broken the first then time? I, I had to buy myself a new car. I had to buy myself a new car because the car that I had was uh, was going and the engine went down. So I went and bought myself a new car. And within three, the first three weeks, the back windshield got smashed. <laughs> but how was it? Was it a golf ball? No, no. The, the, do keep in mind that if I park my car in front of this place, I do run the risk of getting golf ball smashed into it because there is no fence and there is no net that separates the golf course from my car <laughs> or my apartment for that matter. Sometimes you'll hear a golf ball smash the balcony uh, bars and all of a sudden you want to hear four. You'll just hear a ping. And my son will run up and go, Ooh, it's a red golf ball. And my wife and I look at us and go, we've got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. We got 
fuck out of here. So then my wife, her car, went down the, the same road. And by the way, since we've lived in this apartment, we've had crickets coming in. We've had <laughs> I've had mice come in. I've had, you know, pretty much every kind of plague that <laughs> not on Pharaoh has been issued to us as well. But did We've you ever had, wait, hang on? Did you ever find out what happened to your your windshield, or what did you say it was no, the back? No, it was the back windshield. Our, my car was the only one, but I'd heard. Now again, this is the end. This is a dead end that we live at. So there is it is a hotbed for all types of illegal activity. When I first parked my car here, wait, what do you I, mean by that? Are dead ends known as illegal activity centers? Dead ends, <laughs> yeah, dead ends in where railroads are. There's a lot of people that just come over here. They smoke weed. They sell drugs. When I first got out of my car, <laughs> uh, I used condom right where the little parking cone is for my parking spot. I used condom was there, and it wasn't like an old rubber. <laughs> it was like uh, an hour ago before I cleaned this parking spot, somebody was getting their freaking dick off. Well, base, think about it. Like if you, let's say you're dating a girl and she lives with her parents, right? And you're like, oh, let's go to the dead end and hook up. Dude, I, I, and I get that. I get that. But I'm, I'm going like, to park my car in the dead end. But, <laughs> but if I understand this, shouldn't the police? Apparently not. They know about it, but there's nothing they can do. So today, I'm sleeping in. My wife just got herself a new car last week, a new used car. And we get a knock on the door at about 730 in the morning from the lady who we were having a feud with. But I was able to... Put bygones be bygones aside. Because now you, I, you smooth things over. I had to smooth it over because I was like, "There's way too much bad karma in this place, and I can't deal with the death looks from this lady," which is a whole nother podcast. So, base, do you have to do you have to overcompensate with her now? Or are you like, "There she is. There's no, no. Gooned or or, or or Peggy or whatever her name is." No, actually, Jill, she's good for that. She's she can keep a conversation flowing with anybody, and those two talk, and I I don't even say anything. Just hey, how are you? And that's it. And Jill can do. <laughs> Jill's Jill's very. I mean, she's a folksy one. She can, she could talk anybody's ear off. You throw her in a room with anybody, and she could charm people. Mm-hmm. Seven thirty in the morning, that lady knocks on the door, and she goes, "I am so sorry to tell you this." And according to Jill, she was shaking, uh, very upset, and said, "Your car's been vandalized." I hear this. Jill goes, "Dan, I think our car has been broken into." I look up, and you would think that my car was in a freaking demolition derby yeah like bigfoot and gravedigger drove over it yeah and like at the very end they had the flaming car like spearhead the whole thing like the front windshield smashed rear windows both of them smashed back windshield smashed the two back tires slashed the all the window areas were dented in so those would have to be replaced and this is your wife's car right my wife's car that we got for a week, haven't paid one payment on, has been total. So you just bought the car. The first payment's due like August 1st. August 11th. Okay. I, we, have, we have over a month to go pay this, to even put a, 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 a payment on it. Now, here's a scumbag scam from insurance companies, because I've seen this before. What they do is, if they don't want to pay to get your car completely fixed... They do what's called totaling out the car, and that's what they did with Bass's car. They yes. give you a check for the, quote, blue book value, but which we all know when you fucking drive off a car lot, the blue book value goes down. Whatever you paid, the blue book value is thousands of dollars less the, me- the minute you leave the lot. Well, not only that, but when you buy a car at a dealership, they're not selling it to you at a blue book value. They hike it up because they need to make a profit. So you have both of those going at you at one time. So they just want to pay 
what the blue book value is, which has gone down already, and they don't even want to fork over the remainder of the money. Now, so your I car has two broken windshields. They, they, they pounded in the doors and stuff. They slashed a few tires. That is not enough damage to total out a car. To total out a car, you should have to get hit by a train, in my opinion. And they well, here's the other thing. The guy calls me and says, "Hey, listen, the reason why I, you know, I, I got your, your, you're my case, but I can't come to you because my wife has been exposed to COVID. So I'm going to need you to take the pictures and do a video and just kind of show me what it is, and I can make the judgment from there. And I did not know. What I thought, a dick. I thought totaling out meant you're, you're going to cut me a check for more than the car is worth, and I can just go buy a new car. I didn't realize. No. That start nickel and dime process. It basically means you're fucked when you hear they're tolling out your car because you basically lose your car and you're not given a new car. Now you have to start all over again with it. Luckily, you just started paying it, but still. Well, we lose the money that we put down on it. We lose the money from the old car that we traded in for it. I guess at some point they said that there's a tax situation that we get to actually use towards the next car, which would be, I guess, kind of around $1,000, he said. And there's a gap insurance that's going to help kind of do things because, you know, when you buy a car, the first 30 days, there's a pretty decent warranty on it. And then to make things even kind of level it out a little bit more, I guess there's like a title and dock fee. I guess a hot $300 they're going to give back to us. So, base, despite the financials and the awful situation, why was your car destroyed? I don't know. I think that, to be honest, uh, this won't surprise you one bit, but there are people in this apartment complex that like to party, Abe. There are people that are in their 20s that like to do drugs and hang out and party at all hours of the night. And I think that sometimes because their parking spot is right next to mine. And I think that then they're always you can always hear people fighting and you can always hear things going down. You know, when there's heavy drugs coming through an apartment that not everybody gets. along. So your neighbor, Hugo, maybe the three guys that destroyed your car, they thought that it was Hugo's well, car. And Hugo was banging like Michelle or Letty or oh. whoever. Or they could have shortchanged on some drugs and given them oregano. Who knows? But the long and the short of it is that they had a car that looks like almost the car that my wife has. And we think it was a mistaken identity that, oh, it's that guy's car. And they smash the shit out of it. But I, I would think that when they smash the one window and they go, huh, I don't remember those guys having a car seat in there. <laughs> they didn't notice that. They were too busy destroying it. They were too busy smashing it. So I'm like, oh. now your neighbor who you said he heard it and he, he like grabbed his gun and went outside and they were running, right? Yes, he said there was three young kids that were running with How Matt. young were they? He said about 15, 16. Oh, they were that young? Yes, but the problem also is, is that it wasn't like they hit any other car. And there's a back parking lot of about nine cars lined up. It was just mine that got the annihilated. Base, wouldn't this, be, wouldn't this be an awful way to find out that your wife is cheating on you? Like, well, let's... let's at least- but at least that would be some sort of explanation. <laughs> I know what I'm saying. If you found out, like she, that they're mad because she like dumped whatever side piece she had, and now they're destroying her car. Ugh. Or Again, maybe they think yeah, you. There would, part, there would be a part of me that went, "Okay, good. That has nothing to do with me, and I'm safe. <laughs> I'm get a divorce." But at least I can sleep tonight knowing that nobody wants to kill me. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Or or maybe they think you're like the guy. That's hooking up with, you know, uh, uh, Rodica or or Stephanie or whoever. Maybe wow. they think you're the, oh, that's the guy. That's He lives there in apartment three or whatever. And I know where he parks. Let's destroy his car. Again, at least there would be some explanation as to just 
the randomness of this. Is there a chance that your wife said something rude to those people when they were walking by one day? No, because she holds her mouth, and uh, if anybody's going to be talking trash, it's it's me. <laughs> Let's face it. But she's I'm only had the car for, what, a week? If that, yeah. Saturday would make it the one week. So based on that, how would they ever know it's your car? That's what I'm, yeah. you know. Exactly. Exactly. But, you, I mean, the way it was done, Abe, and I'll, I, we could post it on, on Facebook. I could I could post some pictures. I got it. It was it was done as a message. It wasn't like let's do some random. Violence. Get out! Get out of this apartment! No. I mean anything but. I, I I was looking to see if anything had been carved into the car, like some sort of message as to why my car was so was crushed. I mean it was ridiculous. I mean you totaled a car. I can't. I didn't even know you could do that with a baseball bat. You would think you would have learned your lesson when the first time your windshield got smashed, but you're still there. Or, or no, you would have learned your lesson when the, the mice took over your house. Believe me, we've been trying to find new places to live. But once we started thinking, okay, we can move into this place, all of a sudden the pandemic comes down and nobody wants to see anybody anymore. Now there's virtual things. So now we're back on the hunt. And it's just one thing after the other. This place, I don't know if it's this place, Abe, or is it me? Am I cursed? Am I cursed? Am I the one <laughs> with the dark cloud like in the cartoons where thunder and lightning just keeps striking me and everybody else is okay? It feels like it. I don't know. But you got to you got to get my boy DJ, your son, out of that place. Oh, and the funny part is he looked at it and he's like, oh, no, your car. Can I have oh. some eggs? Can I have some eggs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kids don't really care. I mean. If you think about, like, I'm thinking, I was thinking about this earlier. When I was a kid, I was completely oblivious to everything. Number one, Raiders Zubas were my dress pants. Like, I specifically remember wearing Raiders Zubas to awake. Wow. And Sam, my. Your mom really checked you at the door. Well, it's like, oh, put on, like, it was either that or sweatpants. That's all I had. I had a bunch of skin tight, ass riding black sweatpants. I think I had one pair of blue. And then I had like nine pairs of Zubas for some reason. What a look. Because they were comfortable. I remember wearing sweatpants until, well, until almost my almost middle school. I didn't have jeans until like seventh grade. Yeah. I, I, I was like, the sweatpants were just so comfortable. Well, Why think about it. Could you imagine how embarrassing it would be? Like Sam and I walked in. He was wearing Bills. That's even worse. I was wearing a black t-shirt and black Raiders Zubas. So they're black. and They're like zebra, they look like. I walk into a wake. I know that look. I know the look. Everyone else is in suits. I'm wearing Zubas. Like the I, nerve, I, like the nerve of me. The problem is that your mom didn't stop you. Your mom went, he's okay. The well, she was probably, she was probably always disgusted with the way I dressed, but it's like, that's all I wore. Sweatpants yeah, and like mom, White Sox t-shirts. But your mom didn't go, uh-uh, you're not going to that. But there was nothing else to put on. It's like <laughs> I didn't have any dress pants or anything. <laughs> well, the, the, then this sounds like a podcast that you go in a different direction on a different day. <laughs> your mom did not have any kind of just in case black pants ready to go at, at any moment is uh, is another discussion. DJ's got enough as a dress. Well, DJ pants. DJ dresses like a human being. Like you have him. You, like you you've taught him to dress normal. He's got more fashion style than anybody I know. I'll tell you this. He comes home like when he goes out, he, he changes his clothes three times a day. And every time it's like, that's actually a better looking outfit. Nice job, dude. <laughs> I, I wore that. Like when I was his age, I wore the exact same t-shirt and pants 
for three weeks straight, even sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> right? When you're five years old, you don't know. He's all right. The band's on again. I like that shirt. Well, I I mean I remember my brother and I'd be like, Oh, you owe me like I wouldn't take a shower until he took one. I'm like, you owe me a shower still. You owe me a shower. So like we wouldn't because we hated shower. I remember my feet were so black and dirty for my because I was a ring bearer in my remember that 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 picture of me in the tuxedo? Yes. I was outside playing. I fell on the curb. I had a big hole in the knee of those of those tuxedo pants. And I, then, say, I remember vividly a picture of you like five years old in a tux. That's the one. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. But that day I fell on my knee and the whole I cut the knee open on, on, on the pants. And then my uncle had to wash my feet in the tub because they were black. Uh, because you're, you're a little I kid. You know, look. Do you remember now a little bit later on I, I did start showering like every day at like I don't know. Probably the same time I started wearing jeans. Yeah. Like seven but, like when you start actually noticing shit. No, when when the first time a girl goes, "Are you still wearing those sweatpants?" And you're like, <laughs> and then you realize that she's hooking up with the dude who's wearing jeans and like a button-up like flannel. You're like, "Oh, I'm just late to the party." The I guy, the guy with the carpenter jeans on with the big yeah. hammer holder. Yeah, and then like, uh, it already has like a pierced ear. You're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, like that guy's <laughs> on a different level, and I'm I still look like I want to fight He Man. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So when I was like I don't know fourteen or whatever when I when I had started the daily showering, we used to play. Do you remember playing basketball sixteen hours a day sometimes? Oh God, yes. Me and uh, you know my buddy Ari, we would literally go and we would play basketball at the Jewish Community Center in Connecticut. We would play for eight nine hours. We'd go to his house, we'd eat dinner, and then we'd go play basketball some more on his driveway until like midnight. Until like yeah, eleven twelve o'clock at midnight, and the next day. We get up at seven in the morning and do it all again. Like no, the recovery time was nothing. Oh, it's crazy. We, I mean, we had a rim behind our garage, so we would just go back there every day, and we'd have games every day. And it was when White Man Can't Jump was out, so we'd have the Brotherhood tournament. Ah, so you do a lot of uh, <laughs> just like talking <laughs> shit about each other's mothers, and like that's all it was—talking shit about mothers and then playing basketball for like fifteen hours. But I remember I would play basketball for hours, and then I would go in the house. And we, we had central air, so I would lay next to the vent with my head two inches from the vent. I would take a, a, a pillow off the couch, and I would lay there next to the vent for like two hours. And even if my like grandma had people over or my mom, I was laid out on the floor with my head like two inches from the vent, what and I didn't spectacle. care about anything. What a spectacle. <laughs> it's just disgusting. I remember going to what Subway. Remember when they had three for 10 footlongs at Subway? Yes. This is when I was down the middle. And they what? They used to cut the sandwiches down the middle. With yeah. My fit. They, yeah. They, they, like now they cut it like sideways before they would cut the, the lid off. And it, yeah. I liked it better like that. I, that was my favorite way to do Subway. In fact, we should go to Subway and be like, can we get old school bread cutting? Yeah. And can you also take this god awful newspaper, like weird paper, like the wall coverings and put back on those old Subway maps? I really like that. <laughs> I like the Subway map. I'm not a Subway. 
Yeah, that was awesome. But I remember they would have three for 10 footlongs, and I would eat three. When I was like, I don't know, 12, 13 years old, I would eat three footlongs. Oh, my God. How, how do you oh, eat three wow. footlong subs? And I wasn't even fat. Abe, I was, able to, I was able to go to the Old Country Buffet and go for four rounds. Four rounds. Well, that wasn't much of a feat. I've seen you at Fogo de Chao. We we do more than four rounds at Fogo de Chao. Our drink, our drink at Fogo de Chao is still the pit stop. We call it. Yes, it is still the number one move. And every time we talk about it, somebody tells us thank you. And <laughs> it probably is. And actually, I was going to say this: you've given two of the best advice of all time. Your your life hacks is number one in the Fogo de Chao. What you and I did was actually you and I would go round for round, and in the middle. One of us would go to the bathroom and relieve it, and then the next person would go. But wait, hang on, base. You're forgetting a very important part. Go ahead. What do you do when you come back? You don't just walk away. You make a big scene with your phone. Yeah, no, well, you oh, here, look, Like this. What? Hello? Hello? I did. Oh, John? John? Oh, God. John. Hey, base. I'm sorry. I got to take this call. Oh, and then you tell the, re- you tell the girl up front, too. Be like, hey, I, I got to take a call. I'll be right back. You turn towards the bar, act like you're talking. You dart into that beautiful Fogo de Chao bathroom, and you know it's called Fogo de Shone or something like that. I'll never call it. I'll never call it that. I it's my favorite restaurant in the world. I'll call it whatever they want me to call it. So you go in there. It's a beautiful bathroom, clean, always pristine. Tons of toilet paper. When you wash your hands, it has those cloth napkins. Everything beautiful. That's how you know you're at a pristine bathroom when it's cloth napkins, not just a paper towel. The nice sink, like not those disgusting sinks, not not the sinks that you just like put your hand under and it starts running like oh, a yeah. real sink, real sink, real sink. And you can hear every time you're there, there's a guy in there like just mopping the floor. Oh, it's beautiful. So anyways, is, every time I go in one, I see a guy mopping the floor. I know this is going to be a good experience. So then when you come out, you have to be on the phone and act like you're wrapping up the conversation and you say something like this. And I'm actually holding the phone while I'm doing this for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, John. You know, I'm I'm here with my colleague right now. We're having dinner. Could I could I call you? You know, I've been talking to you now for 37 minutes, John. If we're not going to get this deal done right now, I got to call you back, John. John, I got John. Please, we've been talking now 38 minutes. Please, let me call you back after I'm done. I'm 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 eating dinner right now. So you make by now we actually went in there for lunch. So like exactly. So then everyone around you is like, man, that guy's a mover and shaker. There's no way he was taking a 37 minute dump. <laughs> you, know, you actually checked your phone. You have 37 minutes logged into the World Series of Poker. <laughs> yeah, and then you're That's in there. The reason, the reason why you actually came out of the bathroom is because your fro- your uh, your phone froze, and you're like, oh, I might as well go get some more food now. Then when I come to sit down, then you head into the bathroom pit stop. You take your turn, come back. Now, the question is, when you go I'm in there, do I... Because I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, oh, my God, I got something in my teeth. I'll be right back. I'm going to grab something out of that. <laughs> <laughs> but the key is to make a major announcement. Just like, I mean, when I go to Jersey Mike's, right? I've, I've told this many times, but it's like, if you want a disgusting sandwich, you don't want to be... You don't want them to think it's for you, which I'm sure they, they 100% assume it's, it's for you until you bring up your dad. Oh, yeah, my dad wants extra mayo. <laughs> but it's like, wait a minute. You're here just to buy a sandwich for your dad and not yourself? It's the only way to roll. It's, it's so like, oh, yeah, he like, no, I'll put more on. He like, and then you have a fake conversation with your dad. What do you want, dad? Oh, he said extra mayo. 
What else? Oh, wait, 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 wait. On top of Mike's way. Okay, yes. We want Mike, Mike's way too and more mayo. Thank you. <laughs> then you're like, no, no, more. Like, how would I know he wants more? Oh, he likes a lot. He likes, don't, don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. So anyways, we go to Fogo de Chao. I do that. Base goes in the bathroom, takes care. Now, you, now here's what I like to do, because I like to eat with base. I'm not going to fill up while base is in the bathroom. In fact, it gives me more time to relax. Like I come out of the bathroom. Right. Cause you don't want to be, you're like, Oh God, I'm just waiting for this guy. I mean, I don't want to keep being without him. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll have a couple bites, you know, I mean, I'm not, what do you think? I'm crazy. <laughs> That's when I go to the salad bar and go, you know what? I need to change the taste out of my mouth. Cause it's a hundred percent blood. <laughs> Maybe something with is the way I'm going to roll. <laughs> All I'm tasting right now is blood. I taste blood and steak sauce. What can I change this out with? Yeah. So I'll sit there. I'll wait. Then when base comes out, woo, it's game time. Round two. Ding, ding, ding. And we're just going nuts. Round two is beautiful. Then, because, you know, I have some bathroom issues, I think, when I eat that stuff. That's base. I do give you compliments for being able to hold on longer than me. When we're together, I always get to go to the bathroom first. And and I thank you for letting me do that. But Abe, here's the deal. You eat as if it's the last meal you're ever going to eat. <laughs> you shove it down like piece after piece. I'm like Food Network style. Like, no, you're like, not. This on the crust. You eat like I'm wimpy. You eat. You eat like wimpy from Popeye when he's eating burgers. It's like two, three <laughs> bites of burger. Like the uh, the the Simpsons where Homer's in hell and they just keep feeding him donuts. And <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've never seen this happen before. Usually, they stop. <laughs> exactly. So what were you saying, base? What was the other? Were you gonna bring up the Panda Express thing? Second one, the Panda Express. No, the 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 second life hack, not just food hack, but life hack. And I've used it, and my mom actually used it today. What? When you're not happy with a service, oh retention, yeah. You ask for the retention department, and their entire job is to make sure you do not go away, and they want to make your life happier. And if you find yourself, and and I've I've learned this now because. The cable has the internet, and they will do. They will do this game. If you get to, it's not customer service. Don't ask for customer no. service. If you get customer service, they do this trick now, where they say, "Okay, I'm logging into your Wi-Fi from here. We're going to troubleshoot it. Give me 24 hours to troubleshoot, and we'll give you a call back." And they don't, because their job is to make sure you get off the phone, and they want to hang up your your order number. That way, it looks like they're handling you. And if you're having problems understanding the person who answers the phone, you hang up immediately. But wait, base, here's another technique. You don't want to just hang up because they put notes in there. Oh, he called. I said, they'll put some bullshit in there. Here's what you do. Base, you be the person. Just talk normal, Just but we'll pretend like I can't understand you, okay? Hi, Cable Network. How can we do Hello? 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 You there? Hello? Hello, sir? You there? Sir. Click. So... If someone answers, you don't say hello. There is, but there is a problem to that one now because now because of a, and they'll let you know in the message due to COVID nineteen, our call times and wait periods are a lot longer. Oh, and you're right. Are. Yeah, it is a two hours. So when you get somebody, you're like, maybe I've actually done the volley game. All right, get uh, could you send me to somebody else? Give me in this department, and then they'll they'll throw you this way and go. Oh, I'm sorry. And then when you get to that person, because by then. When they send you to somebody, it's a lot less. You go, is this the loyalty department? No, this is customer service. Oh, can you send me back to the uh, the loyalty department? I have a uh, an issue with my disconnection. And then they throw you back. And then you get someone new. And then you say, and here's the words my brother added. My brother did add something to it, Abe, and I think you'll like it. 
They say, sir, they'll, they'll say, um, ah, this is so-and-so, you know, what can I, how, how are you doing today? And you go, I am not happy. Oh, I don't do oh, that. Weird. See, I don't like that at all. Well, it, it works. It works. I am I'm going to recommend to everyone listening, do not do that. Because what I oh, like to works. do, base. I'm not happy. They instantly want to make you happy. And this is how I got free showtime going right now, buddy. Oh, is it because no one cares about showtime and they're no, just giving it to everyone? If you can get your service to work and get an added pay channel for free, I think it's a win. It's a win. Yeah, but base, you were going like. Seven, eight, nine, ten hours on the phone. That's the least they could do is give you showtime for a month. What do you have for one month? No, not always. Some of these guys, there's one guy goes, that's all I can do for you, sir. Goodbye. And hung up on me. Damn. So <laughs> if, you don't, if, you don't, if you don't get straight to the point and you tell these people you're not a happy customer and you've been there longer than they go, well, I see you've been here, a customer of ours since 2001. We thank you for that, sir. <laughs> Let me and tell that, you. You it up. Let me tell you why I don't do that. Because I like to immediately get on their side. I'll be like. Oh, how are you doing today, John? Oh, it's great talking to you. Oh, how's, how, what, where are you at? Arizona? Yeah, I'm in Arizona. How is it there? Is it nice out? Yeah, well, it, maybe you can help me out here. You know, I've been with, uh, you know, whatever, Comcast or DirecTV, whatever, Dish Network, if you have that shit. Uh, I've been with you for 19 years, and um, my bill's $211. You know, everyone else is paying $97. Is there anything you could do for me? Because I'm, I'm actually, after these 19 years, I'm actually thinking about switching to DirecTV. No, no, don't do that, Abe. Good thing you got you, you called the right place. You called the retention department. You know what you know how we do it here. So, so what did your mom do with my retention department tip? How did what did she, she work out? She has because her cable. She's in a she's in an independent facility because she has a bad hip. So she has the option of either going free non cable, which is the worst channels in the world, and they don't really work, or she can have. Comcast, where she could have her, it's free internet at her place. Oh, she just needs the cable. So she got the cable, called them up, and, and for some reason, the cable was out. And they did the, uh, she called, she was on for two hours. They said, We're going to trouble. She will give you a call within 48 hours. Never called. She called back on hold for an hour. They did the same. We're still working on it. We'll give you a call when we know. And then I told her the trick. Woo! And you say to them, and I even said, Listen, I'm going to say this to you guys. I don't even need the cable because they're providing it for us. I just enjoy your guys' service. If not, I'm going to go ahead and cancel this right now. Next thing you know, today, she just texted me a little bit ago, Abe. The guy came over, switched out the cable box. Everything's up and running. Nice. See, I like that. That's how we roll. Abe can't can't provide. (laughs) I was going to say this to you, too, because a lot of people don't really understand People hear you, and they, they, they hear you on the radio, or they, they kind of know you. Like, if you're buddies with me and you're friends with me, you may have met Abe, or you've, you've heard stories of Abe, and if you heard him on the radio or things we've done, Abe is naturally just funny. Oh, thank you. Whenever I'm, whenever I'm in the car, and I'm driving home, and I just feel like I don't want to listen to anything on the radio, I just want to talk to Abe. And for that 25 minutes, I will laugh the entire time on my drive. What, what am I, a fucking clown? You call you me are, You call me to laugh? You know, what the fuck? You are here for my amusement, <laughs> I thank you for it. You know how many times I have been, like, angry about something? I will call Abe for 25 minutes. We won't even talk about what I'm angry about. We'll just talk trash to each other, talk trash about other people, do nine movie lines, and Abe will do about 90 impressions for me, and I'm good. I I'm think... Good. I mean, if you think about it, it's a rarity to have a friend that you talk to on, like besides my mom and my girlfriend, 
you're the only person I talk to on the phone on a regular you're basis. The, you too. You're you're my my wife, my brother, and my mom. And, and my brother, my brother sometimes. But but if you look at my yeah. If you look at my my brother and I, we mostly just text. But it's really between my wife and my mom, my wife, and my mom, <laughs> and maybe something work. And then I'll see Abe, and I'm always like, it's it's like what it's like a vacation for my brain. Like, oh. <laughs> the, like real life doesn't exist right now. I'm I'm on Abe time, and whatever I have to say to you, okay, I gotta roll out. I'm like. There's a part of me that dies inside. So I'm like, now I got to deal with life shit. Now I got to deal with that in my car. It's smashed up beyond repair, and I got to figure out how to get out of this place. I'm glad so I could. Do realize when I say to you, all right, I got to roll, stay up. Just know a piece of me goes, aw. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I could provide that service, and I've even brought your. I, I went as far as buying a Cookie Monster puppet just to make videos for your son. You are a real DJ. DJ loves you, and I think he's only seen you face to face. Me want cookie. So I, I do a pretty good cookie monster. But he already knows it's you, which is the best part. He goes, "That's Abe just doing Cookie Monster," and I really like Abe. Like he knows, <laughs> he knows the gig is up. He knows that it's not the Cookie Monster. But not only does he love it, but when he hears your voice, the same smile that comes over my face. What I call you, he knows for whatever long you're going to be on there, entertainment is happening. Do you guys, when you guys talk, could he spell yet? Um, eh, kind of. Not. I, I mean, Jill and I can we spell everything out if we don't. I'm going to know. That's what I'm saying. Do you guys do that still? Is that still oh, something? Not yet. Because <laughs> like, there may be a time where you're like, hey, we're thinking about going to the Z O O, but I don't want to tell him in case we, we, we don't. <laughs> and I don't want to get close because because. Kids remember everything. If you say, like, hey, I'm thinking about taking you to the zoo to see a tiger, well, guess what? You just booked it in his brain. Now, let me ask you this. In 2020, with technology, okay, why wouldn't you just text Jill and say, hey, Jill, check your text messages? Because there's times where he's on that phone, or there's times where we're going back and forth, and there's times I just have to say it out loud. I want to, like, you know, let's just, I could talk faster than I could text. Do you spell out swear words when you're around him? No, we try to we try to take it like like we always pretend like we're on the radio around him. What do you mean? If you pretend you're on the radio, you'll talk in an FCC voice. If oh, I see you're saying. You know when there's an open mic, and you know when somebody else is cursing, and you're like, ooh. So when you say when you say, hey, Jill, every now, then, every now and then, like if something like say we're in the fridge and I go to grab like a drink and all of a sudden I knock over like a container full of onions, you're like. Ah, you're in the hole. <laughs> well, so when you're when you're around DJ, right? You'll be like, "Hey, Jill, D O Y O U W A N T T O G O T O T A G Z O O." I won't go that far with it. It'll just be the one word. So you'll It'll be like, "Hey, Jill, do you want to take him to the Z O O?" Yeah, or uh, hey, uh, Uncle John is talking about uh, if we want to go to his place, or maybe we should go. Uh, maybe we could all go to a uh, miniature G O L F I N G. <laughs> Doesn't he put that together? He has no, to put it together no, that you're saying no, miniature. No, you can, you can think about it. I mean, you don't you don't need to do a lot to throw off the trail of a five year old. Let me ask you this: Do you ever? And by the way, while you're doing this, I'm serving him chicken nuggets, so nice. his brain already is already switched over. Do you do you use his speed and his youth to your advantage yet? For instance, with my little brother, my little brother's seven years younger than me. So when I was you know thirteen, he was six. So I had a lot of years there where I could take advantage of him, where I'd be like, Mike, go in the kitchen and get me something to drink. He'd be like, no. I'd be like, go, one, two, three. And then oh. I, would, I would do a countdown, and he would sprint into the kitchen every time and bring me back a drink. 
I can look at DJ and give him a look, and he knows that I want him to grab me a bottle of water. And he'll be like, they're like, Dad, but I'm comfortable. I'm like, you know you can get back in three seconds again in that position. And I'll be like, you're right. No, but here, I want you to try this with DJ. you got to start doing a countdown. Five! I, four! I, but here's the thing. The countdown is really for punishment. <laughs> you got the count of three to get in your room and pick up that mess. No, but this is a fun to. countdown. This is like, remember when you yeah, would, remember? I don't, I don't want to cross the swords if you don't want to. But wait, hang on. When you would play basketball, remember you'd always take that last shot. You'd be like, three, two, one. And you would shoot it at one. Yes. Okay, this is a game. I don't want to cross the street. <laughs> I want you to try. Please try it once. I don't want to because I like where if I need to be serious with him and I give him a real countdown, he knows that it's like like a punishment can happen. Mm, I don't like that. See, I'm not good at punishing, so I would never do that. Well, that's why Uncle Abe will probably <laughs> and Dad, Daddy Levy, Daddy Base will stay Daddy Base. But see, I'd like I, I'd really like for you because it's a fun game because. Abe, I will say this: like it's weird. I always, I think I'm more strict on DJ than my parents were with me, and I don't know why. Well, probably because you're more afraid. Because when we were kids, you would just stay outside all day. There were no cell phones. You would do whatever you wanted, and then you'd come home at some point, and that was it. Now it's like you're everyone's worried about kidnapping, molesting, all kinds well, of well, stuff. But it's but my my mom was a lot more, more looser with us. I mean, your mom. I mean, for all she lets you guys go to Awaken Zubas. That 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 describes <laughs> how, how lenient it was. But my mom would be like more oh, learn. He's having fun. Don't get too serious with us. I think I'm just more serious with them because I just want him to turn out to be a good person. And there's so many different ways that if you just let a kid kind of do what they want, it's weird that I'm like I don't think my dad and my mom ever really raised their voice to me. And here I am like walking around like I'm. Um, Uncle Phil, like Will Smith, just stuck on the You know what I mean? Will, you gonna be a man? Will, you gonna act like a man? Will, you get out of here right now? Then he start, Then Will starts crying. <laughs> yeah, how come he doesn't want me, Dad? How come he doesn't want oh, me? I remember Uncle that. Phil? I don't even want me. Come here, son. I learned how to shave. I learned how to shoot a jump shot. I got a pretty damn good attitude, did I, Uncle Phil? Could I tell you, I learned every life lesson from black TV fathers, from Uncle Phil. Remember Rock? Yes, and Carl. Carl Winslow. Uh, Carl Winslow. And Carl Winslow. Yeah, that's, that's the third one. Carl Winslow taught me the most about life. <laughs> I would add in Heathcliff Huxtable, but he didn't really. All I learned from him was how to eat hoagies and like, I have to and, say. And it would be pretty cool to work from home. <laughs> yeah. It, wait, hang on. Was that office in his house? Yes, it was in the right side of the stairs. But are you sure it was? Because sometimes I felt like he was in a doctor's office. No, the, oh, occasionally they would show him in a doctor's office when he had to deliver a baby, but he would have patients come to that right side of the stairs. Okay, that's what I thought. Because at one point I thought it was also like, because then like a nurse would come in out of nowhere, like Dr. Huxtable. Yes, but I think that was like when they really like, when they would like show him, I got a I got a hospital delivering a baby. I don't think it was ever like they would just randomly show it. I don't know why it was. Remember weird. when Sammy Davis Jr. was on and he couldn't read? Mister Pelomino, do you remember that one? Right, that's right. Mister Pelomino, he's like, all oh, right, and then it was so like real sad that he couldn't read. It was. He's like, I can't read. I forgot. I forgot about that episode. But I have to say, nothing looked more delicious than. Do you remember when Heathcliff had the dream where yeah, where he was delivering the baby? Food. Yes, and he, he delivered a hoagie, and he would have that giant. You'd have a chocolate soda, and I was always like, "What is a chocolate soda?" <laughs> and then he'd oh, always have that bowl of chips.
the bowl of chips and he would always have the hoagie and I, oh my god it looks so good what's with the people who take the chips and put it in a bowl like just leave them in the bag and take the ones you need because the problem is sometimes when you leave it in the bag you finish that bag you don't finish a bowl of chips no, sometimes you can finish a bowl and you go, you know what? Maybe that was enough. I'm going to let me <laughs> <And> they- <laughs> around a full bag of chips and it's gone. I'm, I'm actually pretty depressed with myself for a little while. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll just bowl it out. If I'm hungry again, I'll, it'll take effort for me to get out of the, out of the uh, couch and pour another bowl. And I may not want to do that. So therefore I'm losing weight. <laughs> I, I think this was plenty. Uh, seven handfuls of chips. That was good. That was good. Even though the bowl was, was bigger than the bag, I feel better. I feel better. <laughs> yeah, the ch- it, it is weird. I think kids today, it's a much it's well just with social media and everything. I think I think we were born like you were born in 1980. I was born in 1981. We were born at the I say this all the time at the absolute perfect time because number one, we were around before the internet, before cell phones, before everything. Like I used to remember I, my old phone number growing up was uh, seven seven or three one two two eight four two three nine two. My aunt's number was seven six seven two seven five five. Like I remember those numbers. I knew I, everyone's address. I would walk. I would walk to my friend Joe's house, who was like four or five blocks away. Hey, is Joe home? No, he's at Adam's house. Then you walk six more blocks to Adam's house. Oh, is Adam? Uh, is Adam and or Joe or, or Adam here? No, they're at Greg's house. It's like you'd walk around the neighborhood to go find your friend and you'd always end up finding them somehow. And then there was no problems. And now, I mean, I mean, luckily DJ is one of the kids who does not really, he's not really into the iPad. Like he doesn't have games and a lot of kids do by his age. He just likes to hear music and play with his cars. So that's the only thing he really likes it for. But it's interesting because they'll be like, dad, can I watch the movie cars? And I'm like, I'm just going to put the movie on back in my day. I used to have to put on HBO and hope to God Superman was playing right now. Oh, we, and if he yeah. did it, I would watch whatever movie it was just to make sure the next movie was going to be Superman. Now, one thing kids are missing out on is Ill- Ill- illegal cable. Everyone in my no, neighborhood Ill- had illegal no, cable. I didn't have it until I was older, until I got to college. Oh, no. And that, cable, that cable box was awesome. In fact, my friend's dad, who was a police officer, he would see the guy up on the pole. He'd be like, all right, here's what you're going to do right now. I'm going to pay you right now to hook up my cable, and then I want you to go over to uh, the... Uh, two blocks away, there's going to be a guy named Abe that's going to meet you in the alley. Awesome. He's going to give you fifty dollars, and I mean, we would give them their rate. Remember that they would they would like walk through the alleys, and they would be like, "Hey, do you want cable?" I'd be like, "Okay," because it would get cut like every three years now or that, something. Now that's a Chicago thing. When I lived when I was growing when I was in your age around like the your middle school area, I was in Connecticut. They didn't have that. Okay. I didn't have guys like that. I didn't know anyone that who paid for cable. Awesome. That would have been awesome. No one paid for cable when I was yeah, a kid. We, if I didn't have the pay-per-view, I had to watch Squiggly Marks of WrestleMania and hope to God that in six months they had it for rent at Blockbuster and I got to go, oh, so that's what Miss Elizabeth <laughs> Exactly, like. yeah. You wouldn't, you're right. You wouldn't find out what happened at the Survivor Series in 1994 until 1995. You would, no, you would know what happened, but you would have no idea what it looks like. And when you do, you're like, God, that looks so much better than the Squiggly Lines where my brother and I were hitting that one button that went from A to B, A to B, A to B, hoping that it would unsquiggle for a couple of minutes. See, the great thing is my friend Danny Gaga had the black box, so we would go there for every pay-per-view. Danny Gaga. That guy had everything. The bla- he, he's the only person who had the Nintendo games that he didn't have to blow into. All of his games, oh, they would I, just I, go I, right I, in. I like nine Nintendos. 
and and you'd have Q-tips, you'd have alcohol. We had we had a, like a whole workshop set up to try to get a Nintendo game to play. Danny Gaga had his games. Remember when you would go to a video store, they'd have those little plastic containers for yeah. the games. That's yeah. what he kept his games in. Oh, every time <laughs> talking about Danny Gaga growing up, I hated kids like that. It's like Danny Gaga. Where did you even get these from? I loved it. Danny Gaga. That that, that was the way to live. A black box. I hated kids like that because again, you'd go through the holidays like, man, I got the worst gifts, and he's like. I got a Nintendo, an Xbox, a PlayStation, and you go to the Bulls. Like, what? I didn't even get, like, I, I got Brutus the Barber beefcake from three years ago, still in the box. How did you get the tickets to the Bulls? The only bad thing was Danny Gaga, when he got Sega CD, he's like, we would sleep over at his house. He's like, all right, you guys could only play Sewer Shark, and then we'd have to watch him play all the good games. Oh, that's. All right, well, let's wrap this up, base. Let's do it. All right. Well, I'll holler. Well, I guess I'll talk to you later tonight when you call me. Oh, I was going to say, don't worry. There'll be a, there'll be a phone. There'll, there'll be a, your, your phone will ring in about 20 minutes when I'm in the car. <laughs> all right. Later. Thank you, Abe, for all the laughter. David Blaine, your magic is real and I believe in you.